Hello, welcome to That Guy's a Maniac, uh, the internet's second greatest video game blogs, blog, the website, the podcast. Um, we talk about three video games <laughs> over and over again. My name is Kanzi Wanwan, uh, my co-host is Richie, say hello Richie. Hello Richie. Uh, <laughs> you can find our ramblings at www.thatguys.co.uk, you can also find us at various socials under the username at that guy's a maniac oh all one God. word lowercase oh one word or lowercase um today i think we're going to be picking back up on uh some big questions uh, getting to know you type affair um but first of all richie do you have a video game quote for me to guess the origins of Yes, I do. Right, you ready for this one? You ready? I am. Are you psyched? Are you get your Rolodex of game quotes going spinning in your head? You ready? <laughs> sure. <laughs> there was a hole here. It's gone now. Hey, I know this one. Uh, this is from um, Sun Hill for the Room. No. No? Silent Hill 2. Is it? Yeah, but he say, you're getting it. You're getting it. Silent Hill, definitely. Yeah, does he say it again in Silent Hill Four? Then is that a throwback? Maybe, maybe it is a throwback. But initially, there was a hole here. It's written. It's not actually said. Yeah. Um, in Silent Hill Two, so yeah. if it's said in Silent Hill Four, then it's probably more appropriate. But well done. That was yeah. uh, quite a snappy now, one. I remember it from um, the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because if you remember, the portals to the, to the different worlds appear in different parts of the room. And then when you go back and go to that place, the hole has moved. Oh. Um, yeah. When is it said in Silent Hill 2? It's, a, it's one of the bathroom scenes. That that game and bathrooms. I know. <laughs> this is like, oh yeah, there was multiple bathroom scenes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was because, um, or, or I read, right, on the internet. It's because uh, there's so many... Um, like myths and legends and ghost stories um, in Japan, maybe across the whole of that part of the world. Uh, and so in Japanese games, the toilet location is inherently already so loaded yeah. and scary. Well, there's a there's a thing that we, we kind of miss as Westerners as well, is um, the use of water or flowing water is supposed to be like a sort of bridge to the spirit realm. Uh -huh. So whenever that's so in a lot of films where you see like the Grudge or the Ring or something like that, there's always a water scene where there is evil spirits. Um, so yeah, and that just I, doesn't really translate over here. And also, I would hate it. Like I I I would really really hate to be scared of water and bathrooms. I used to be scared of like toilets when I was mm -hmm. a kid. Yeah, as in like specifically the flush. It'd be one of these things where, as the toilet was flushing, I would wash my hands as quickly as possible. Don't look directly into the mirror because maybe something's looking back at you in the mirror, and I would get out of the bathroom as quick as I could. Yeah. Oh yeah, you ever do that? <laughs> I think I can still freak myself out about that. If you ever look, just stare at yourself in the mirror, uh, and then you know you kind of flick your eyes, looking at, trying to look at your own eyes, which you can never do because they keep moving from one side to the other. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And you can convince yourself that your face is not matching your face in the mirror. 
<laughs> and then you have to run. I think, it's and then you, the and then you have to run as fast as you can uh, out the toilet. It's like that whole fear of like in the shower when you close your eyes as you're you're washing your hair. You want to get your eyes back open again in case there's some evil boogie monster about to attack you. And yeah. it's the same thing with mirrors. I always panic because they do they do this shit in films all the time. It's like when you're you know you're looking at a mirror and then something will just change slightly or a little yeah. face will poke out the corner and you just get it into your head and then it freaks you out and, and, and yeah but yeah the whole uh, rush of the a very very loud toilet which obviously I had growing up yeah. um, would freak me out because you couldn't hear anything else it was loud and it was like uh, it just really anyway Weird. this is a podcast about video games do you remember when <laughs> uh, we lived in the same house and we had the creepiest fucking toilet in the world yes <laughs> right down a really 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 thin yeah, it, corridor it, it, it was Euclidean architecture I don't really understand how well, yeah I, I, I kind of do but it seemed like there was this extraordinarily long corridor to the toilet um, that you had there was just nothing else there and so late at night but, the, but it wasn't just a toilet that's the thing it's like this this long uh, corridor that came to a t-junction yeah and at the very end there was two shower rooms opposite each other and then just before it there was two bathrooms opposite each other as well in my mind it was just a toilet in one no there and was two and toilets another one we didn't use. And, then, and then at the end was some creepy conservatory we weren't allowed to go on to yeah and then, yeah, so just... Well, it was conservatory. It was the windows over the the sort of roofy bit that, that went out the back garden. Yeah, this is so exciting for everybody. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, yeah, late at night, you'd have to go. And you didn't want to turn the light on, so you turn the light on and the whole house disrupt it in the hallway. So you'd have to feel your way down this creepy fucking corridor that went on forever and ever and ever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, do your business. Noisy all that sort of stuff yeah yeah do your business and then when you're walking back up the corridor with the creepy conservatory top of the stairs thing behind you you'd have to run as fast as you could because then obviously something was going to come and um, drag you into the darkness yep yeah it's fun yep fun, lovely fun. irrational fears <laughs> this is what we get for talking about Silent Hill too. I know I know I got to sleep with the lights on tonight <laughs> Right, so where were we in the uh, the grand scheme of things with the questions? So we've had one episode so far, and we answered one and a half questions. Yeah, yeah, um, which we won't review. No, um, we can get tired very quickly. But did you want to come back on something? Because uh, one of the questions was, "What's a game that you like but few others do, or it got panned?" Yeah, and I chose Final Fantasy thirteen. 13- Two, yeah, two, um, to which you googled and found uh, it's actually got a really good rating, um, but for some reason we both have the same memory of it being universally panned. I don't have that memory now. I just remember um, a vocal minority just didn't really like it. Yeah, well, I, I guess that vocal minority became bigger in my head. Um, <laughs> so I went away so, and I had a little look. Uh, some get, of the games. Have you got I, a video game that scored less than eighty percent on? Um, yes. Metacritic. So, 
Yeah, so my, my first thought, actually, my first thought was, ah, all those uh, Naruto games that I was playing, because I liked Naruto a little while ago, and yeah. um, I thought, oh, they'll all be shit. I'd look at them, they all score, you know, 85%. And I was like, fucking hell. Yeah, they had the, they, I remember <laughs> you'd buy them all and play them, um, they had a really good run of making surprisingly decent, you know, yeah, it was Namco Bandai. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, most of them were like arena fighters, but yeah. Yeah, or, or it was sandbox worlds as well. Yeah. Go out and collect these things. Here's little, you know, nods to the series. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, it turns, so it turns out those were good as well. Yeah, turns out those were good as well. <laughs> but games that I have played yeah. and still play, which yeah. have got shit ratings. Yeah. So, flat out, total insanity. Yeah. That has a bad rating. It's like 47% or something like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but obviously, the party mode is the best party mode. It is buggy as hell, but I think that makes it a good game. Yes, yeah, so what are the reviews say? Huh? I, I, I don't know. Maybe the, the single player campaign is awful. I've never played it. Never touched it. <laughs> No, yep. it's just play the party mode. Just play the party <laughs> mode. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, Flatout came out um, when racing games were a thing. They don't really exist anymore, right? You've got the Gran Turismo's and your Forzas and stuff like Dude, that. There's very, very much a lot of uh, <laughs> racing don't, games. Don't ruin my, um, don't ruin <laughs> okay, my, my imaginary narrative. But before racing games were extinct or banned by the state, um, <laughs> there used to be a lot of them. And then Flatout came out as a as a kind of I guess a bit of a more of a kooky alternative uh punky it wasn't really punky right it's more rednecky um but the brilliant thing about flat out is um both in the main game but also in this extensive party mode there are a lot of modes based around you um hurtling your car how would you say that in scottish how do you say like making your car go really fast making your car yeah, um, like, yeah huddling down. That works. Scroating or something like that. Scroating. Scranging. <laughs> huddling down. Huddling down. You hurtle your car down various um, uh, ramps, gauntlets, and whatever. Um, but the best bit was you had to kind of crash it, and then the driver would fly out of the window, and then you 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 had ever so slight control over their ragdoll body and you'd use your body to I don't know, knock over pins go through a hole hit cards in a wall hit a dartboard um and it was very fun and very funny yes and it is a genuinely fun thing so basically you would eject out and it was all the the ragdoll physics as well are just so much fun because this obviously <laughs> the speed at which this person has come flying out the window would actually splatter them but instead they remain sort of intact and falls down and twitches as he's falling down um, and, and, and or landing in some water or whatever it's good fun and and that all adds to it yeah so, it sounds um, quite sadistic actually yeah it's quite, it's quite visceral how many flat outs yeah. were there is it the second flat out uh, the Party mode one was flat out three, um, oh, wow. but I think it became total insanity. And then there's flat out four, uh, which is the new one, um, which is shinier. And I, I quite like the games in it, but it was also 
given mm. a bad rating. Flat out four is total insanity. Oh right, okay. Well, that's the one that's got a crap rating as well. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah. Three is chaos and destruction. Uh, is it? I think it's just flat out something. Anyway, uh, one of the flat out games I enjoy. I still play. Yet it is quite badly rated. Okay. Um, and another game which I played through which divides the crowd um, and this is one that I got a thousand achievement points on and very very proud of because it took me 150 hours to do uh, it's a game called Last Remnant I think we've talked about this before oh uh, yeah that's the game that I cannot keep in my head <laughs> it, it's Square Enix it's um, a really great concept I'm glad I played it when I did because there's no way in God's green earth I could replay that game for 150 hours. Um, and I, I, yeah, that's just as a grown up, I don't think you can find the time in your life for these sorts of things anymore. But yeah, Last Remnant was a really, really good game um, and uh, fond memories of it. Um, and um, it, it's a weird game because you. You recruit units, and instead of being able to just sort of like, it has turn-based battles, but instead of being able to just sort of say, this person do this thing, like uh, Charizard use, you know, flame claw. Is that even a move? No. <laughs> no. no Fire punch. You're, you're, yeah. you're, be Char you're beating the odds by it. Combining the word flame with anything and not ending up with a Pokemon move. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so, yeah, Charizard used Flame Punch. Flame Punch. Fire Punch. Um, but instead of... Um, Char Charizard's just turning around like, what? Just <laughs> say a move. Yeah. Charizard used... Right, hang uh, on. Let me get my fucking analogy. Flame, flame hit. Uh... <laughs> Are you done? Charizard used fly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, instead of to one of your units saying use fly, um, there is a percentage chance they will listen to you or not. Uh-huh. A bit like Pokemon. do their own thing. Hmm? A bit like Pokemon when um, they're over-leveled. Only, yeah, only if you're they're over-leveled sort of thing. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. But um, it's also like it can really change how uh, a battle goes because there's a, a morale meter. So if one person does one thing, then another group might get more morale or they might get less if they fail doing the thing. And that changes like how a whole round goes. And it became very nuanced um and yeah like the boss characters were epic these were like boss characters you spent half an hour fighting in turn-based battles keeping everyone healed the sort of like ruby weapon sort of style thing mm -hmm. um and yeah i went through and played the final big bad guy the and yeah it was, um that was a slog and in fact, I think you had to kill eight bosses in a row. So that's four hours solid straight playing of bosses, pretty much. 
It was um, a special time. Shall I read you? Shall I read you a review from Anonymous on uh, yeah. Metacritic? Yes. Uh, they wrote this on January fourth, two thousand nine. I'd rather burn myself than play this game. And after receiving second degree burns, before I say that rather seriously, horrible slowdown, graphic issues, overcomplicated attack systems, jerky character movement, and not to mention horrible British accents. I really tried to play this game. I really did, but it was so bad. After five minutes, I stopped. Zero. After five minutes, yeah, it's not even minutes. the tip of the iceberg. Not even the tip would, of the iceberg. Would rather burn themselves than play this game after five minutes. You mean sure? When... Wesker twenty twelve. It always amazes me these people. Wesker twenty twelve, posting <laughs> in twenty twelve. He says decent game five. Cool, good old Wesker. Maybe <laughs> that was my handle. <laughs> De- decent game five out of ten. Yeah. Um, 5 out of 10? <laughs> wow! Yeah, yeah. I thought it was 5 out of 5 he gave it. No, 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 5, five out of 10. 10. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Decent game. Yeah, Yeah, decent game. Thanks, thanks, Wesker 2012. You're, uh... nah, I mean, it, it had overly complicated battle system. The the, the Bernie guy, he, he had it right. It was overly complicated, but I think you grew to love it like a kind of Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome control system. There we go. What do you mean by that? Um, like, because the controls, and when I say the controls, I mean the actual fighting and designation was over, over complicated. Um, long animations as well. Yeah. Um, but there was a level of, this is quite a drudge. But at the same time, you're just like, wow, look at all these animations. We're going to do this thing. Oh, my God, this guy's done this thing now. Sort of, um, there was a random factor that kept you engaged. Okay. But in all honesty, writing it down on paper or seeing it back out loud sounds like the most hideous way to enjoy a game as well. Okay. Yeah, nice uh, nice uh, descriptor of Stockholm Syndrome controls. Well... I mean, you grow to love it, like, but maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> there are better games out there. Yeah, no, I, I genuinely say, yeah, it's a good, it's a good way to put it, and I, I do know exactly what you mean. Um, yeah, you. Okay. It tricks you into it because you, you, you've been playing it for 150 hours. There must be something about it. Um, but yeah, if you stop to think about it or play a game with better controls, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I was being kept. That means, like, if it was a different time, if it was a different universe, I would love for you to have played through um, Last Remnant and understand. Well, hey, I got a, I got a PlayStation 4 re-release. Sorry, I'm yawning. I'm so tired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> trying to mask it. It did get a PlayStation 4 uh, re-release, or it came out at the same time. The PlayStation 4. Okay, cool. A remaster, maybe. Yeah, who knows? Well, like, yeah. yeah, I, I, I mean, I again, I don't think you should, but in another universe, you did, and and we can talk about it and probably okay. fondly mention it. But right. yeah, I don't, I don't advise it. Right, so let's move on to the next question. Um, yes, which I believe is, what's the worst game you've ever played? And what's the I'm, worst? Yeah, 
since I've been banging on about my last one, I'm going to field that one to you, Farley. Well, as we touched on on uh, the shit games episode, um, there are many ways to approach this stuff because there are some games which are just broken, right? Just don't just don't work. Fundamentally, don't work. Um, uh, which yeah. seems seems like a bit of a cop out to choose those. Um, uh, I think on the shit games uh, podcast I mentioned um, the Hidden and Dangerous port for the PlayStation. So Hidden and Dangerous is quite a popular PC shooter. Um, they ported it to the original PlayStation. I picked it up from a 99p bargain bin. Nigh unplayable. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to games which are competent and finished, but just bad, um, I've got two on my list. One of which is, if anyone out there remembers, Kunzi 11's Dinosaurs in video games. Well, just <laughs> still going. I still check in on it occasionally. It still exists, yeah. It still, still exists, yeah, just about. Um, I was hoovering up all and any games that were coming out that had dinosaurs in them um, to play them and review them for that site. Uh, and one of the games I picked up for ridiculously cheap, I think in um, one of our supermarkets was Top Trumps, Dogs and Dinos. Oh, God. I already hate it. <laughs> yeah. um, and you can't really fault it, but it is the game of Top Trumps on a DS. And that's it. Um, so, yeah. Just really bad, because Top Trumps is fundamentally a bad game. Yeah, it's a game that... Yeah, I mean, like, you don't really need to have yeah no like spending your time playing top trumps when there's like a multitude of actually better games yeah <laughs> and obviously that, um playground one that we that played lunch money that was awful oh God, yeah, that was bad uh but you know if you're playing top trump well when you're a kid and you're playing top trumps Part of the fun, I guess, was memorizing, you know, what's strong against what, and so you knew when you had um, unbeatable cards. Uh, then later on, it just becomes a bit of a time passer because, you know, can be blind luck, but the games go on forever and ever, so it's kind of the shit you play on the train. But on a DS, you remove, I think it was, it was a contrived two player, but you just remove that fight, it's just you versus the computer. And you're just picking numbers which you think are going to be higher than the other numbers. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And there were there, there was unlockables because I remember having to play it at least several times to unlock stuff. I can't remember what was un- what you had to unlock. Uh, and they had a wild card system, but in essence, you log in, you choose dog top trumps or dinosaur top trumps. There wasn't even a dogs versus dinosaur top trumps, right? You just play the top trumps individually. Play them against the computer. Pick your dogs. Pick your dinosaurs. A, you won. Oh, you lost. Carry on. Um, that was quite bad. Uh, and the other game, um, which I've mentioned before, is Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. Oh God, yes, <laughs> yeah. of course. I won't go. I won't go over it again. But um, you know, serviceable, functional. Looks nice, <laughs> just awful, awful gameplay. It's like playing, yeah, it's like playing digital Ludo. Um, there's no agency, there's no skill, uh, and you, you have to have amiibos to play it. It's just awful. Yeah. So I think 
those are. I, I took thinking about the worst gamers. I was what, what are games that I would actually hate to play, you know. Or you went around to somebody's house, uh, and that's the only thing they had. Or you were locked up in prison, but they had a Wii U. And like, oh great, they got a Wii U. And the only thing they had it <laughs> was Animal Crossing Amiibo. <laughs> Don't need to continue loving. No, I just sit and stare at the wall rather than play that game. Um, so turning it over to you, um, what would you say is the worst game you've ever played and how are you choosing to read that question? Uh, well, I mean, I'm just games that I played but didn't enjoy, really. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if this was a present from you, perhaps. And that's, <laughs> that might be pretty bad. Is it, Resident there Evil, a, is it Resident Evil Revelations? There's a Resident Evil Revelations? <laughs> um, Can't be no, the worst no, game it's... you've ever played because you haven't played it yet. <laughs> National Geographic Nat Geo Quiz. No, I don't think we took that for you. Okay, cool. I, I think it was just a sort of a whim um, that perhaps was spotted and it was fun to have a quiz. Uh, but yeah, it has a very limited number of quizzes. I think it's yeah. like 20. Uh -huh. um, and you can just go through and redo them and get perfect scores. Um, there's a jigsaw mode. There is um, little factlets here and there which keep it spicy uh, and, and the Miss Spice is the wrong word. Um, <laughs> keep it um, <laughs> engaging somewhat. Yeah. Um, and you can collect certain things as well. So you can collect shark things or puppy things. or uh, it, It's all in all, it feels like an educational suite that I'm interested in, but is definitely targeted for kids, but would not be engaging in kid for kids. So it kind of—it's one of these lost, marketed. Yes, yeah, um, shame, isn't it? You know, with even with like the National Geographic connection, which yeah. Yeah, I think it used to stand for a lot more than it currently does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now it's like uh, Hitler's aliens and things like that. Yeah, it, yeah. There's there's certainly a downturn, and even the even the magazine um, um, isn't as strong as it used to be in the past, but. Um, yeah, it's clearly gone off to some dev who's put in the minimum amount of effort, slapped the National Geographic title on it, and, and there you go. Uh, but it's frustrating because, uh, as we've talked about many times on the podcast, um, you know, things like Trivial Pursuit versions of that can be really good, you know, just fun party games. Um, and with the, <laughs> with the power, what, what console was it on? Uh, 360. 360. With the yeah. power of those consoles, you could make, you know, just have a almost endless, you know, massive engaging quiz. Uh, they actually learned things from, um, and instead it's all a bit, it's a little bit phoned in. And yeah, like you say, the target audience that you're going to buy it for are bored with it. Uh, adults are not especially going to be interested because it's not particularly challenging. Shame. There was very little challenge in putting a jigsaw together or having different levels of putting a jigsaw of a tiger's face together. 
you know it's and like there was a there was co-op for it so both people could be finding bits of the jigsaw spinning yeah. them around and, nice. and things like that but yeah it's like is that a game um but yeah like it it'd it be what it be um and another honorable mention to a video game from a long time ago um early 360 days um a game called naughty bear naughty do you remember bear. this game at all no naughty bear yeah it got a lot of hype it got like bus banners and um Really? What's it called? Uh, bus shelter, sort of, yeah, uh, advertising, you know. Are you oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember the box art. Yeah. Um. So the the concept was, you're a bear. You're a bit angry. Yeah. Um. So you kill other bears. It's a stealth game, with a cutesy world. And maybe the first couple of missions are good, um, but then it's exactly the same thing over and over and over again. It's, I suppose it's kind of like um, Hitman, except you have no other things that you can do. <laughs> yeah, it looks like so you literally just have to kill another bear. Yeah. It looks like Conquest Bad Fur Day meets uh, Manhunt. Yeah, I bet. Like, I'm sure Manhunt is actually engaging. This... Yeah, man. Yeah, Manhunt is surprisingly engaging. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like, <laughs> like I was saying, um, like Hitman. At least there's you can do other things. You know, you can push them up a balcony. You can poison them. You can, you know, um, snipe them from afar. You can like all these chains of events happen. You get cutscenes around them and stuff like that. This was. Try and find a way to kill the other bear without the other bears being there, or kill everyone without, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And uh, you just do that over and over. It became a very bad game very, very quickly. Um, and I think there was it was the level of hype around it, like the adverts for it everywhere, mm-hmm. that made me more disappointed with it. So uh, I think that's it. That that's what helps make it a bad game. Oh yeah, um, yeah. If the marketing team do too good a job, and I kind of, I guess it's kind of a gift with a game like Naughty Bear, right? Uh, yeah. A bit of controversy, a bit of you know, playing on expectations, and then that only pays off if you're not a shit game. Yeah. But they they got the payday. I I, I paid money for it. I got it on release. I think. You know. Yeah. Shit. Um, I got a sequel as well. Did it? <laughs> yeah. Naughty Bear Panic in Paradise. Panic in Paradise. Mm. Oh, it just reminded me of Viva Pinata. Travel in Paradise. Oh, come on. Say it. What? <laughs> that game really needs a sequel. When are they going to remake Pinata? Yeah. Why is it not on mobile phones? <laughs> it's the take. It's the take that everybody has about uh, Viva Pinata. Yeah, it's fine. Well, it's why, fine. why is there not? Why is it not a mobile phone <laughs> microtransaction version? Guarantee people would eat it up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess you could just go and 
by leaving your pinata again. Um. Can I? Yeah. I don't think I can. Oh no, why not? Uh, well, first of all, you have to have the original disc. I don't think you can get it on any downloadables anymore. I don't think it got a remake for the Xbox One, as in like, okay. um, you can't play the old version. And um, Don't you have the disc? I think I've seen it in your house. No, no, I don't have it anymore. What, what did you do with it? I think I was borrowing it for the entire time that I was playing it. Oh, sick. And also, the weird thing is, and I think this is one of the painful moments in games, um, which was uh, I got the Chocolodocus, which is the final and amazing great thing, and it took yeah. a lot of time. Uh, but um, my 360 failed or did something and didn't save it. And therefore, I have the Chocolodocus, and it's tied to your account. Uh-huh. But I don't have the Chocolodocus. It's a weird time for games where there was local saves and cloud saves and <laughs> not quite cloud saves yet. Ugh. Anyway, sorry. Um, I digressed entirely. Um, yeah, Naughty Bear. Shit. Yeah. Well, do you yeah. know what? I was surprised. Um. There were no Kinect games on this list. But I think some of those were so bad that they just didn't function bad. Like, just really bad. Which, <laughs> to me, isn't worst game because they have to function. There has to be some functionality to them rather than just, eh, it just doesn't work. <laughs> um, great. Okay. So I don't think we've got much more to say about worst games. It's not. No, it's not a great. I feel. I'm down now. I'm feeling down. Okay. Well, let's. Um, because let's we've been talking about crap games. So let's up, cheer up. Yeah. Pick let's up pick up the energy, shall we? Yeah. Um, and the vibes. What game would you recommend to somebody who to convince them the games are good or interesting? So somebody rare these days to perhaps find somebody who's never played games at all but somebody who just doesn't see the appeal comes to your house like oh you got some video games um and there you can see they're interested what would you what would you recommend to them? so i've thought about this one for a while and i suppose it depends on the person and the sort of genres that you think they might into but i think for accessibility and for look at games now, um, I would say that Animal Crossing is such a safe bet for somebody to like and get into a game which mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily need a lot of action and panic or whatever. It's chilled, it's relaxing, it's collecting things or paying off your mortgage. <laughs> that sort of stuff. Um, I think that's I would recommend Animal Crossing to someone who doesn't necessarily want a action-packed, um, stressful gaming experience. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And then I think on the opposite side of the spectrum, for someone who has been under a rock, never played games, or is unaware the full fantasy freedom either of 
Fallout 4 or Skyrim, one of the Bethesda titles, mm-hmm. just to, like, look, you can do anything you want. You can build anything you want. You can go slay dragons. You know, that full, massive world, I think, would be, like, an ideal uh, opener for people. And plus, it's pretty. Even now, it's still pretty. Mm. Like, the game is 15 years old. It still it holds up quite well. Um, so, yeah. Uh, this is quite short and sweet, actually. <laughs> um, but, yeah, those two games I think I would recommend. Um, of course, there's probably other... If you know the person quite well, like, they're really into horror movies and just played Resident Evil 2, the remake. It's amazing, you know. (laughs) But I suppose it really does sort of depend on the person. But, like, for broad appeal and for getting somebody to see what games are like nowadays, I don't know why. I don't know what the scenario is in my head, but I think um, Animal Crossing for somebody wanting a relaxed, chilled time and Skyrim for somebody wanting a bit more action-packed look at the immersive world this is creating. Yeah. 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 Yeah, good chance. How about you? What games would you recommend to somebody who's been living under a rock? Well, I feel I feel and you I think you might have been thinking about this as well with your first choice. Um and perhaps it's less perhaps it's less the case these days. And for a while, um the games which you know kind of had the the most um possibilities or, or look the best um were quite complex to control and i'm sure you've had this as well when you know you kind of say oh would you like to have a go and give it to somebody and you know they they are just struggling with the camera right and you need to you know you need to like put the camera up pull the camera up pull the camera up pull the camera up you need to pull the camera up um just because (laughs) just because there's such complexity you know if you've not if you hadn't grown up in playing you know 3d games where all of that's just natural yeah it is kind of weird that you know that is up and that is down and you just have to do this all the time and no i agree in, in particularly yeah. particularly it's, it's kind of really hard to describe when you're you know you're moving around on the left stick but where you're looking on your right stick dictates where you go um and that's just so built into so many games that if you have played these games or grown up with these games yeah it's baked in but almost impossible to communicate so you'd you yeah really difficult to try and say oh yeah you know this, this game looks really great why don't you have a go um and then it's really really hard because all the conventions which are affected so i think that's why animal crossing is a really good wreck because it um doesn't have that um no. uh and i mean just nintendo is it fair to say nintendo yeah i think it is nintendo games in general are so good at teaching you how to play them um generally speaking um so you know it's cliche but mario is a really good example of um you know those first three levels it teaches you how to play it you know yeah like oh you can jump here oh look this block is placed here this block is placed here uh and then it starts to play with those conventions and then um it's a really good video the other day online about um really really good about how the design um the design is used to create anxiety um so as the levels go on uh for example you know in the first level 
you have that staircase up to the flag, right? You jump up to the flag, hit the flag, that's the end of the level. And then in later levels, um, you might have, um, instead of having that staircase to jump up, you might You've have... Got a few squares you have to jump yeah, on. columns, yeah. you know, so you've yeah. got column, gap, column, gap, column, gap. And then later on, even though it makes very little difference, instead of there being columns, there'll just be squares. So it'll be a square, gap, square, gap, square, gap. So even though functionally that's pretty much the same as having those columns, because if you fall down those gaps, you're fucked. Um, the precarity of that design, um, just by looking at it, you know, oh shit, you know, I'm... And yeah, we all get that anxiety, I think, when you're playing a, a Mario game. In a, in a podcast recently, you mentioned, you know, the levels with the scrolling screen. Yeah. They, cre- they create that, like, oh, or, you know, when you get to a bit and there's one square you have to jump on or uh, there's wobbly blocks, right? And you know that... <laughs> You know, you have to yeah. run along the wobbly blocks, not too fast because you drop off the screen, not too slow because then the screen will catch you up. Just just teaches you how to do it without, without you know, a, a big tutorial popping up or a character popping up saying, hey, now you can do, 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 do. Yeah, press RT to run. Yeah. That's yeah. the sort of thing. Yeah. Pre- press and hold down on the D-pad and press R1 and R2 to do an active reload or whatever <laughs> um and so uh yeah and so it, it naturally teaches you kind of how to master it and i think um animal crossing it um works in the same way not so mechanically perhaps but just in the way it introduces you into the game and you know you spend the first bit like oh i can get some fruit and sell some fruit okay that's fine and then you know the next day when you log in like oh the stock changes oh i've paid off my more and then before you know it you know, you're you're making your own designs, trading with your friends. Um, yeah, really, really good at, at holding your hand and, and getting it. So my two, and I also went with two, um, kind of at different extremes as well. Um, one of which I think uh, is The Last of Us. Uh, For the just... narrative. Yeah, the narrative. But also, it's it's a beautiful and touching game. Um, I've not played the sequel. Um, I don't know why. I should. I enjoy it. Too many games already. Um, <laughs> no, no doubt I'll pick it up when it's when it's um, reduced. But uh, the yeah, the story, um, the cinematic presentation, um, the way it makes you feel, uh, the depiction of post-apocalypse. You know, which we're saturated with post-apocalypses. Um, yeah. Um, but it really creates that really creates that sense of place. Um, probably is quite difficult to get your hands uh, to get your head around if you've not played a game. But I think it's one that would kind of um, drag you through it. Uh, and is a roller yeah, just a roller coaster of the ride from start to finish. And um, so that's kind of the that's kind of um, perhaps the Skyrim or the Fallout for you know this is the this is the power of when when all the power is from games is used to its, its best. So it's graphically stunning, um, you know, performs really well, uh, blockbuster story and script and performances and tugs at your heartstrings, critically acclaimed. Um, and you've never played it, have you? Nope. Um, has a really... But my girlfriend wants to play it. Yeah, it, it's like, great. She's read reviews and um, Guardian and things like that. And... Yeah brings it up every so often i just don't have a, a medium to play it on i don't even know if it's on pc or <laughs> no I don't, yeah for a long time it was playstation exclusive i think i think um, it's just playstation exclusive yeah but it uh it opens really really strongly um yeah just just uh 
grips you with both hands. Um, um, and it's one it's one of those ones where it happened here. I've heard it happen elsewhere. Um, you know, when you say to your partner, like, oh, I'm playing a new game, George, are you interested? And like, like, yeah, okay. Uh, and they sit down and, you know, before you know it, they're looking at another screen or going off to update their address book, polish their shoes, whatever. Yeah, clearly not interested. <laughs> Absolutely anything else. <laughs> yeah, anything yeah. else. Um, uh, but no, in, 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 this, in this one, we, um, uh, you know, we sat and, and essentially played it together. Um, and yeah, just, just really, really loved it. At the other end of the spectrum, um, uh, one we've talked about before, but maybe Gris. Gris. How the fuck you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Um, uh yeah because it's um simple you know it's a it's a platformer yeah. essentially you just hold right um but it is uh beautiful again it you know kind of teaches you how to play it it's short it's got some cool power-ups it's got some double jumps <laughs> oh, you can God. fly and <laughs> <laughs> um it's also short as well so you don't need to you know yeah, games as a service type thing. Um, so yeah, that'd be one that uh, it's also quite cheap as well. So that'd be one that if somebody said, "Hey, you know, I've just got a switch for my son or my sister or my brother, but I, you know, what is there anything for me to play on it?" Um, but I don't really play games. So I think, yeah, you know, give free a whirl. Then you know, you can kind of go from there. So just to to date this podcast as well. Yeah. Um. So the spiritual sequel to this is Stray. Have you had a look at and this? Well, if you remember, it was on my um, most anticipated. Most anticipated for this year? Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Go back and I give did. it a listen. Yeah. Um, and that's just when it was um, concept art and a teaser, or not even that, just screenshots. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, Have you picked it up yet? No, I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room. Um, We've both bought Final Fantasy VII Remake after wanting to play it as soon as the the teasers dropped. Um, And neither is playing it, even though... You've got quite far into it. I've got quite far, and it is genuinely great. I'm I'm really, really loving it. Um, But for some reason, it's... I don't know. I just I'm just blocked on it really. I'm not so I'm not playing it, but then as a consequence I'm like I'm not I'm not buying that. I haven't finished I haven't finished Final Fantasy Seven remake. I'm not playing that. <laughs> wow. Hey, so but it's I'm, become a blocker for everything yeah, in your life. Yeah, it has. Well. Yeah, it's become a blocker for everything on the it's weird how this works. On the PlayStation 4. Other consoles seems to be fine. Um And then after that I uh I've got Horizon Zero Dawn to play. Um yeah. which is yeah, so at some point I'll be but I, I did see that it was um, it was making some traction through social media. Is, have you got any more on that? Because that's literally what I've got. What stray? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I picked it up. Um, they did. So, yes. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. And I've been playing it, and it, it's identical feeling to Greece. Mm-hmm. The same music. Still, you know, there's going to be some cool power ups. Um, <laughs> their cat. Uh, the cat controls and the catness of it is like it's yeah it's it's meant for gamers who have cats and I think most of them do yeah um so, so it was kind of 
Um, it's cool, and the dystopian world that the cat is moving around in um, is very atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't got too far, um, but um, one thing I would say is there is peril, and there yeah. is the ability to die in this okay. game as well. All right, unlike Greece. Or could you die in Greece? Um, I don't know what happened when uh, the crow would catch you. I presume you die. I think you just go back. Or maybe you respawn like you do when you replay. Uh, there were checkpoints, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably that. Yeah, well, yeah, same thing then, really. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's engaging. Uh, it does have controls that pop up and say press RT to run um, and there are things that are dotted around to make it obvious for you to do but the route that you choose and how you navigate is very very well done which I thought was quite funky um, but yeah play it I, I imagine it's going to be quite short um, it's not an expensive game either good yeah so I was I was excited about that when I read a, a very early days um, preview of it. Um, it was a very late night purchase and there had been cocktails so I was kind of <laughs> <laughs> hey there's a game about cats I should buy it I'm going to buy that and then I bought it and <laughs> it's great the, the world that we live in is like it's like I've got um, Steam just there yeah. I bought it I downloaded it within a few minutes while I was playing it and I was like wow this, this is the dream this is everything I wanted as a little kid. The ability to just get games and play them yeah. and own them as an adult and not play Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> despite <laughs> despite on paper loving everything yeah, about it. Everything about it, despite <laughs> it tugging every single heartstring yeah, from Final same, Fantasy yeah. VII, which I've replayed about 15 times. Yeah. The masterfully, remake. masterfully, you know, reading the entire soundtrack, telling a story, love, yeah, yeah. I but there's also an extra dimension for me as well. Um, the gameplay is so similar to Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, um, because that was Square Enix as well. Yeah, um, I swear it's the same engine, and I bought that before, um, Final Fantasy, and I'm just kind of like, I've got to finish one of them. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I can only play one game in the same engine at the same time. <laughs> one yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, but no, but that, that's the thing. It's like you'll you'll burn out if you play both of them back to back. Yeah, you know. So like, I don't really want to. I don't want to inflict myself, or um, I don't know. I don't. Can you remember? Yeah, can, just... you, can you remember we complained that like. You know, oh, they're splitting Final Fantasy VII into several games. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, thank, thank God they did. Right. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll be done with the first part. By the yeah. time the next part comes out on the next console, and, yeah. remake, resurrection, and reunion, or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay, we should play those. I really yeah. want to talk about. I really want to talk really, about. Really, really, really should. So. <laughs> We recapped what game did I like was that was panned. I yeah. finished my answer. We've done worst game. Yeah. And we've both done games that we would recommend. Yeah. So normies. Yeah. So I think um, 
think we've reached the end of this podcast. I think so. Yeah, it's had a nice, um, a nice kind of like mellow trajectory. I think. Yeah, mellow. I mean, yeah. I think it's very blatantly obvious from the yawning most of the <laughs> way through it. Um, uh, to uh, to situate us in time, it's fucking hot today. It's, I just got no, yeah. No I think the worst part about it is, and this is the old man in me speaking, is so humid as well. Yeah, it, it is. So so a couple of weeks ago was um, the heat wave. Depending on when you're listening. Um, probably the mildest heat wave we've ever had um but <laughs> at the time it was uh, uh a danger will robertson type event um but at least i think because i don't think we're old enough for it to cause those kind of health problems at least it was a dry heat right it was just pure heat but dry heat the moment oh yeah it's horrible because you just you automatically feel clammy as soon as yeah. you walk around you almost yeah. feel like your clothes just grab onto you yeah and um, you're not sure if it's sweat or just <laughs> in fact it's like i don't know london perspiration is attached to you do you know what i mean yeah and there's a slight um stickiness to the floor yeah. right so you're you're like and yeah, feeling that yeah, yourself dewy yeah. sap and yeah yeah but uh, everything is also uh, brown at the moment like yeah. all of the plants have just been scorched because yeah. of the the heat wave yeah so yeah and then it's accompanied by the wonderful aroma of um bin bags in the baking heat all day yes yes the the and yeah just like <laughs> a garbage truck goes past you and you just get it and it hits the back yeah. of your throat yeah you're, you're tasting it yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really want the you know in um <clears throat> always in sci-fi when they go into a lab and there's that you know that that like airlock beforehand which blitzes you with god knows what to sterilize whatever and i just really wish i had one of those because it's disgusting all the yeah. time <laughs> and it's only fucking monday i know and the rest of the week's supposed to be like this but yeah oh. i just yeah like the humidity needs to break <laughs> That guy's a maniac. This is a podcast about <laughs> <Okay>. the weather. <laughs> um, well, we tackled the big topic. We tackled toilets. We've now talked about the weather. Um, yeah. Uh, primal fears of toilets as well. Primal fears of toilets. And uh, next week on That Guy's a Maniac, we'll be talking about um, early onset arthritis and uh, uh, how to get <laughs> the best yeast starters for your sourdough. And when should you go and get that eye test at the opticians? Tune in next week. Uh, Richie, that guy's a maniac. Why did he bite me?